You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we're your hosts today for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We're broadcasting today from Harrisburg, South Dakota at a little parish called St. John Paul II. For those that don't know, we're actually in an old bank. (laughs) A strip mall. (laughs) A strip mall. St. John Paul II Parish here in Harrisburg is brand new. So you're still uh, trying to... Did you buy land? You bought land. We're starting the fifth year. So we are not necessarily brand new. I still say you're brand new. It is uh, in seedling form. I think, uh, yeah, so... It's beautiful, but that's partly how all of the spirit comes alive, and you just have to pay attention to. You have to leave room for him once things. in a while, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we tend yeah. to we tend to forget that we tend to want everything to be perfect and planned. How does that work out for everyone? <laughs> Not usually very well. <laughs> Got to leave a little room. Well, we are. Uh, we've got just a. An amazing lineup, and the day always goes. The morning always goes really, really fast when I'm here at St. John Paul II with you. Um, our next guest is Alex. I'm going to let you pronounce his last name. Rushoff. Rushoff. Wonderful, Alex. Are you on the line with us? I am. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, well, um, I'm Alex. Grew up, born and raised here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My home. I've always been here. Um, grew up Catholic, uh, baptized, confirmed. Um, I actually was at uh, St. Michael at the beginning of, throughout my youth. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> kind of as I've gone in my journey, there's a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a gap in the faith after my confirmation. And uh, just about three years ago, um, my dad, him and I went through a similar situation. We kind of had a falling out with the church and there's this reigniting of the faith, and my father found JP2 and Father John, and in turn, he kind of brought me along with him. Uh, and so it's been a journey the last few years, kind of coming back into the faith and uh, reigniting that faith throughout this journey with JP2. It's been awesome. It's a different kind of church in my mind. There's The faith is very strong um, with the community here, and it being in a smaller community of south the edge of Sioux Falls and in Harrisburg, there's, that community comes into the church, and uh, it's just it's beautiful to see. So, Alex, uh, when you say community, can you s- elaborate? Yeah, so, <clears throat> and it kind of touches back with the canyon, um, and there's just this, it, it's, it's hard to describe, but... Um, just kind of going with the canyon and, you know, the people in the church and around us, there's a sense of wanting to be with each other and want what's best for the people around you, which I think is very important for the faith. And I mean, that's really what a real friendship is. It's kind of like, I was listening earlier, Sarah touched on it too, you know, friendship is an important part of the faith. And obviously Jesus wants to be our friend and we want to be friends with Jesus, but Jesus also wants to be friends with his, you know, other disciples and brothers and sisters in Christ. And so that community and that part of that aspect of the, the parish is very strong. Um, it's a very small town feel. Uh, you know, people would 
take the shirt off their back and put it on yours. They had to. Uh, people are not afraid to get to know each other here, not afraid to walk up and just have a conversation. And uh, it's something that I really needed. I felt, you know, in the past, and this was a long time ago, just in other parishes, there can be a sense of, you know, people are going to do the motions, do the thing, get the communion, go home. But with here at JP2, it's more than just communion. It's after church, people are gathering, people are talking, people want to be with each other. And it's just, like I said, it's beautiful to see. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Alex, because we are sort of also at this stage where we're looking at what happens when we cross that threshold of growth, where are we paying attention to like what happens when we grow so big that things change? Mm-hmm. And and even I have the question, okay, if I'm listening to this, what about people who can't come to the canyon? Because the canyon is just for JP2, and that was right. intentional so that we had to like pay attention to ourselves. To it's easy to invite. Yep. yep. And, uh, and I think you hit on some things like the attentiveness to another person. Well, everyone can be attentive to the person around them. The reason that community is there is not because we're something special. It's not because we're special. We are not special. We are not different. But what we are is we're dependent. We can't make things happen on our own. We're desirous. We want to like, we want, well, I'm not even sure what I want, but yeah. Oh, you, I don't know who you are, but do you want what I want too? Like we're on this journey, you know? And so there's a, a sense of like conviviality that if you're at another place, look at who's in the pew in front of you and engage them. Like who's crossing your path that seems like has, has something you want. Yeah. Begin a relationship, you know, and you don't just like invite them over to your house for dinner right away. If you don't, if that's, you know, you like say hello know their name, call them again, you know? So yeah. that's the kind of things that I, I love, Alex, that you uh, speak to is there's something that is happening that's unique, but it's just mm-hmm. uh, engaging what everybody can do. Right. Yeah. And once that, that chain reaction starts, because Father John tends to be humble, <laughs> I don't know that that's yeah. what everybody would say. Yeah. <laughs> I won't ask your brothers, yeah. but um, I think um, I think uh, what what I'm hearing is like when you were at St. Lambert's, that was a church on fire, and it still is, mm-hmm. even though Father mm-hmm. John has. I'm left. not there. You haven't been there for five years, and it's Four. still yep. still a parish on fire. Yep. And so really, I think what, for me, listening to Alex and Sarah and you, Father John, talking about this great experience you guys have at Harrisburg, it brings a deep desire for me to bring that to Christ the King Parish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can I bring this to Christ the King Parish? Because I love my parish and I love my pastor and I want to bring what you guys have to my parish. So My number one thought would be you have to follow what's happening at Christ the King Parish. I love that. Because it's going to look different over there. And it's always it tempting. Is. I mean, you guys did that Eucharistic procession, and I was, like, jealous. You know, you went from Christ the King to St. Mary. and Harrisburg did you was do, a little did too you, far. Did you go walk. on that? I did not. I was well, not Well, okay, you couldn't do it. But <laughs> this, So that's what I'd say is follow what's happening in your parish. What is it that Father Sampson's doing? What is it that he's seeing? And just kind of begin to discern. And then look at your own heart and say, hey, I feel like I can contribute here. I feel like I should. And then... It'll it, you then you'll have something different. You'll say to us, "Oh, look what's happening here." Um, so that would be my thought: is pay attention to what's happening, uh, and you may be the instrument of something new. 
um, it may not be something that comes from top down. The church has got to learn to go from bottom up. Mm. You mm-hmm. have baptismal grace. Do you have a relationship with Christ that you want other people to have? Then who is God pointing you to? Pray. Lord, who do you want? And maybe there's somebody that you, know, that you meet across the street. Across the street from Christ the King is the guy who makes the barbecue. I want to know him. I went over there and I ate that barbecue. It's so good. He knows like Father Michael Kapperman. He knows all these people. I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? <laughs> right? He's not Catholic. He's not in the church. But like there's something there. So yeah. for me though, now everybody doesn't need to go evangelize him. I need to pay attention to what's happening to me. So who is the spirit putting Heather in front of? Who is the spirit putting? And then there's the risk. Ooh. And Alex, I would love to hear about the risks that you've experienced as you, as you have returned to the practice of the faith and the times where you thought, ah, oh, do I really want this? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so <clears throat> if it's okay with you, I, I think I need to go back a couple of years. Um, and for me, I guess the, the, the big, like, kind of, like, one-two punch for me was um, so I'm in the military, I'm in the National Guard, South Carolina National Guard, and uh, right before I was to deploy or mobilize to Germany, um, my faith was really coming along, and I hadn't been to confession in probably uh, 10, 11 years. And I had some things that were weighing on my chest um, that I really felt like I needed to get, you know, off my chest, and uh, a big part of that was just one confession, and... You know, I had a conversation with my father. He told me things that I hadn't told anyone before, and he just said, you need to go to confession. And so I made that jump, that leap, and it was difficult. You know, it's so intimidating to go to confession, but when it's been that long, it's, you know, it's even worse. Um, but I did it, I made it, and then, you know, fast forward a few months, I leave for this appointment. And when I'm there, I'm trying to search out and look for where I can find faith as far as where I can go to church, where I can receive communion, where I can go to Mass. But it was a half-hearted attempt. I didn't really reach out in my full strength. And there got to be a point where I finally did. I made the reach, and I you know, I grabbed hold of it, and I started going to Mass, and it was beautiful. It was awesome. And it was beautiful, too, because every Mass was different. Every priest was different. They were from different countries within Europe. It was super fascinating. And COVID happened. And that was a huge blow to me because when COVID happened, where we were at in Germany, we were confined and uh, locked down for months. And so I couldn't even go to church now that I wanted to go to church. And it was such a weird, eye-opening experience because in the past, you know, it was my decision not to go, whereas now I wanted to go and it was my it was out of my control that I couldn't receive the Eucharist. And so I spent a lot of time in prayer trying to understand kind of what was going on and try and determine where I could go in my faith and grow from there. And uh, I remember coming home and... One of the things my dad was excited for was to finally go to Mass with me. And I know he had reached out at one point, you know, like, hey, I know you're home. You just got back. It was the weekend I had just gotten back. He's like, I know you probably want to stay out late, hang out with your friends, not go to Mass the next morning. But it would be really meaningful to go to JP2. And I hadn't responded to him at all because I had already planned on going. Like, the first place was JP2. It was on my map. Um, I had to have it. And it was, it was for me, and it was for God, you know. And so I did it. And, you know, since then I haven't turned back, and there, there's just been so many other experiences along the way. Um, and thanks to Father John, too. Um, I've been saying yes a lot more in the faith than I have in the past. 
um, from singing in the Christmas choir, which <laughs> I still don't know how I got talked into that. The <laughs> um, <laughs> so volunteering at the banquet for the canyon. Um, Father John asked me to do the washing of the feet, which I had never experienced before in my life um, in the Catholic faith, and just to be a part of it, you know, in front of everyone, and to, to do that was just electrifying. So beautiful. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking talking with Alex. He is a parishioner here at St. John Paul II in Harrisburg, South Dakota. We're talking about his uh, journey back to the faith. Um, We're going to take a quick break, Father John, and when we come back, we're going to have more with Alex. So stay tuned. We'll have more with Alex right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. I grew up in a a very uh, faith-filled home. It wasn't Catholic, but very faith-filled and uh, but when I got to college, I had a lot of questions, asked a lot of questions, didn't really get answers, and, and would say I became more of a agnostic. Um, you know, as I then uh, moved out to Seattle, I was really, really searching. And um, But then, you know, all through my life, everything was always compared to the Catholic Church. It was, it was everything and the Catholic Church. And, and so I just really felt the need to, um, to look into that. And I had a catechism of the Catholic Church. Uh, so, I, you know, that was a great resource and, and spent a lot of time reading through that. So, yeah, I asked a lot of questions, um, had a lot of questions about the church as an authority, especially, and, and being able to rely on that. Um, truth, how can we know truth? Where is the truth? Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. Now, Father John Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We're having great conversations this morning. And we're continuing our conversation that we're having this morning with Alex, who is a young man. Who has come to his back to his faith through uh, his father and um, St. John Paul II Parish in a way, in a big yeah. way. So, yeah. well, I um, am grateful that you mentioned the canyon and things, uh, but and and then you've mentioned your dad, and there's really uh, uh, your dad's entrance to St. John Paul II Parish, although he lived here, really came about through 
meeting uh, another parishioner at St. Michael's Parish. Oh. And Tim Szymowski's was like, kind of like, hey, you should go to JP2 or whatever. And, um, and then that kind of grew. Okay. Well, then eventually uh, Alex shows up. So Alex, while you were around and coming to Mass, you know, there was very, it was very clear, this guy may disappear again. You know how that is when you oh. meet someone, you know? It's like Walt no, is, I don't Walt have is that dad. Look. Walt you, is dad isn't going anywhere. That's the Walt thing you look like, for as a priest. <laughs> Walt is dad. You can't, like, you can lock the door and he'll find a way to pick it. Like, he's not leaving yeah. Jesus in the church. <laughs> right, Alex? Yeah. Would that be yeah. uh, fair? So, and then yeah, he's got this son, you know, he's got this son that he's toting along. And he's like, you can tell he's here willingly, but, you know, he just made this. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's at. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's on board. Um, and I don't know the whole thing, but I know somewhere in that is connected to a girl. Ooh, and it's interesting. So if I were to have thought, hmm, these two people, I would have never thought, oh, these two people should date. <laughs> oh. It just wouldn't have occurred to me. Alex seems like, uh, you know, rides uh, Harley. Okay. <laughs> you know? And... And Caitlin wears, uh, you know, Marion medal and is part of Focus and, okay. you know, okay. <laughs> like at the university. And I'm thinking I went to, but there they are. So, Alex, tell us, share with us how important and what role Caitlin has played in your faith journey and your sort of gr- dis- decision to really delve in. Because now his dad is serving in the military right now, has been gone for months, and Alex is like, not going anywhere. Beautiful. I don't know if he'd pick the lock yet, but he's going to sit outside that door until we open up. I haven't yet, no. Um, yeah, and actually to touch on that really fast too, if it's okay, just real quick shout out. My dad actually just got back to the United States just a couple days ago. Ah, so he's on his way back. Out. He's in Fort Hood, Texas, so he should be home shortly. But yeah, um, to kind of rewind a bit, right before, Right after my father left for his deployment, actually, was when um, myself and my stepmom, Rosa, really started to kind of form a bond because, um, you know, there's a little bit of vulnerability there when somebody, like my father, just leaves for a year. So, um, and in that, uh, you know, she was close with Tim's wife, Patty, and uh, apparently they got to scheming together at some point and realized that, you know, uh, Alex is single and Caitlin's single, so maybe we should let them hang out together and see what happens. And so, uh, it just so happened that where I was in my life, I was in a really good spot. Um, I had been doing a lot of, um, diving into my faith, a lot more prayer, giving up a lot of things that I didn't need anymore in my life. And about a month into that is when we met and it was on Apple Orchard. We kind of hung out for the day and, uh, from there things just kind of, kept picking up and uh it's it's been beautiful to be a part of this uh and to kind of what father john was saying i i was intimidated when i first met her because like you said she was a person who was very pious i would say in her faith and she wasn't afraid to show it and one of the things that rosa asked her early on about the kind of guy she would want to be with is somebody who could build her up in her faith and i'm like whoa uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know if I, if I could do that um but I, I, and I, you could ask her, not me, I, but apparently I've been proven wrong there. You know, we've been building each other up as we've kind of journeyed through this. And so 
one of the first things she ever said to me when we met was, you know, I'm thinking about doing this focused missionary, um, this mission, and she's she felt called to it. And, you know, right away I'm thinking, well, I need to stand back from this because I don't want to hold her back from doing this. It sounds like it's very important. It's very God-focused, and I don't want to distract her from that. And so I treaded lightly for a very long time. And eventually it just it got to the point where... <laughs> Uh, she's like, well, who are we with this? Are we dating or are we... I was like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we, we started... <laughs> and so we started on the path of dating, and it, and it was beautiful. And, I, you know, I honored my promise to her and the commitment to, to stand with her for this focused mission. And, you know, there's been times throughout this process where um, it's been hard because she knows that by doing this, she's making a sacrifice to leave family, to leave friends, leave myself, and be a part of something bigger. Um, and it, it's a part of just kind of the prayer that her and I are going through in the discernment process and just realizing that this is so much bigger than just the two of us and that, in all honesty, this kind of mission she's on will actually make us stronger in our faith and in our relationship. And so I, it's just been beautiful. So, Well, and I just love the approach that you and her are taking in the relationship, and I think that... Um, many relationships lose that focus of keeping God at the center and helping each other to the end goal of mm-hmm. heaven. You know, I think that's just absolutely beautiful how you guys have been able to keep that in the center. Yeah, and it's not easy. Um, I'm not going to pretend mm-hmm. like it is, but mm-hmm. I feel like we've done better than we probably anticipated. Um, and so I'm sure, she, <laughs> sure she's listening, so I don't want to do a long shout-out for her, but... <laughs> Um, he does leave, I think it's the beginning of August. Her assignment is in uh, Bellingham, Washington. So she'll be out there. So she'll be quite a ways away from home. Um, it's exciting for a lot of us. I'm excited for her. It's a chance to really get out there. And it's kind of why I joined the military. It's this chance to see the world and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And for her to kind of go out to the Northwest, it's gorgeous out there from what I hear. Super jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and you know she's going to be discipling people. She's going to meet a lot of friends, um, and just a mission for Jesus Christ. And it's 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 going to be awesome. Uh, part of this first year process of us going through this together is a dating fast. And so that's another kind of hurdle that we're kind of trying to jump, which is we have to step back from the relationship so she can focus on this mission um, mm. to disciple people for Jesus Christ. And so communication is down to a minimum. Uh, texting is a no-go, only a few phone calls a week. Um, and then, you know, when she's there in Washington, they encourage writing letters. In fact, you can write as many letters as you want. They don't care. But with the dating fast, the process is, you know, keep keep tabs on texting and, and calling and stuff. And so I think especially for people my age like, or our age, um, that can be kind of difficult because we're so, you know, enveloped in our phones and social media and communicating. And so this is kind of a ch- chance to kind of step back and get him to the road of things. <laughs> and of course, do they have a version of this for? <laughs> do they have a version of this for priests? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I think I think a request for prayers for you and for Caitlin. Um, what a what a beautiful witness both of you are. And her family. Um, so just thinking about all those focused missionaries out there truly are missionaries. And so we need to keep them in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah doing beautiful work. 
Yeah, and to realize that everyone, it's a really exciting thing, and people love to support them, and it's great when you you can think, oh, my kids are going off to a college, maybe they'll meet one or something. And mm-hmm. uh, but you don't often think that like they're sacrificing too; they're giving something. It looks huge. It sacrifice. looks you know the outward thing, but inward, they're sacrificing time with their family. They're sacrificing starting a career. They're sacrificing a boyfriend. Um, to say, I'll follow you, Jesus. I'll follow you wherever you want me to go. And I think this is it. And to trust that a hundredfold will be given. Those who give their life will receive it back and more. Beautiful. Alex, any last shout outs you want to do for Caitlin? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I mean, (laughs) uh, funny enough, actually last night, so she's right now, she's currently in the process of fundraising her salary for her mission. And mm. so, as a joke, mm-hmm. I kind of said, hey, you should put me in one of your meetings and give me the spiel. And <laughs> last night, she <laughs> sat down and had colors and she gave me a spiel, and uh, I, it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Um, I probably can't spell this out, but just real quick, uh, if anyone is interested in, you know, giving or, you know, helping, uh, yeah. you know, focus.org slash missionary slash Caitlin Smowski. Uh, last name's kind of hard to spell, but I'm sure if you, you know, reach out or look at focus.org slash missionaries, you'll probably be able to find her. So, Yeah, beautiful. Well, good for you, Alex. Thank you so much for your sacrifice and letting, um, not that you're letting her go, but, you know, <laughs> making it easier for her to say yes. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really eye-opening uh, for us to all look at our, roles that we play with our loved ones um, as I'm sending my daughter off to college for the first time and uh, just letting go with love and I think that's beautiful any last words Alex we have to take a hard break here in just about a minute uh, just uh, thanks for having me on and uh, it's, it's been beautiful thank you Heather thank you Father John uh, <clears throat> you know God bless so. alright thank you Alex thank you so much for opening up and sharing with us this morning yeah, absolutely. All right. Go in peace. Yep. All right. So, Father, another great interview, another great canyon. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sojourner. Sojourner. Yeah, I like it. Maybe, it's, maybe this is, friend. they're just a, yeah, a canyon friend. Another canyon yep. friend. Well, if you're just tuning in, we are broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father John Rutten. And uh, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. The mystery guest <laughs> is actually not a mystery. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It is for our, well, no, maybe the listeners. It's a, it, yeah, who knows? <laughs> anyway. So we're excited because I just, I love coming and we're going to hear more about her new desire for holiness. So yes. we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Mm-hmm. 